Good morning. Welcome to you CBCers and anybody else who may be tuning in. We are going to start our live stream in two or three minutes, but we wanted to go ahead and get the feed up. Go ahead and grab a cup of coffee or whatever you want, and we'll be back shortly. Good morning. It is 10.30. Morning, CBC, and anybody else who's joining in. Sorry about that pump fake with the, the sideways shot. We are excellent at this technology stuff. So I'm Justin. For those of you who don't know me, this is Mackenzie. This is Rob. This is weird for us. I'm sure it's weird for you. We all miss meeting together on Sunday mornings. I really look forward to when we can do this for real again. So we've got just a brief uh, order of stuff to go through this morning. We're going to pray a little bit, read a little scripture, sing a little bit, and then I'm going to give a brief meditation on James 1, 2 through 4. So this shouldn't take a long time. We hope that this is of some encouragement to you. And even as you're watching on Facebook Live and you see other 
members of the church tuning in. Uh, we hope that you're mindful of each other. Keep reaching out to each other and praying for one another in this difficult and strange time. So I'm going to pray for us really briefly, and then we'll get about the rest of, of what we hope to do this morning. Let's pray. God, we come to you uh, not really knowing how to how to make much of anything these days. This, these times are unprecedented in our lifetimes, and this rhythm that we are now finding ourselves in is unusual to us. And many of us just feel like everything is dystopian and not working like it should, and we're feeling all kinds of ways about all kinds of things. And so we pray that you would minister to each of us by your Spirit, that you would help us to trust you and trust Christ uh, in, this, in this difficult time. We pray for all of us as we come together this morning on a live stream, even though this isn't a service, we pray that you would help us to feel connected to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray we'd be mindful of each other, and we do pray that we would find some encouragement, even in the songs and the prayers and, and the, the small things that we're able to do via this format this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's not silent on trial and on suffering. So we pray for your help now, and we pray for your comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to read a little bit of yeah. little, little scripture, a little Revelation 21. Yeah, Revelation 21, uh, the first six verses. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who, is, he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of life. Of, sorry, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Amen. 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 Yeah, I mean, friends, that's our hope, even in times like now, that there will come a day that God's going to do that. He's going to wipe away every tear from our eye and. And we remember the gospel, that Christ has done everything that we need and that God has invited us to come drink of the water of life without payment because it's free. And so we're going to sing a little bit now. We're going to sing of the faithfulness of God and great is thy faithfulness. And then we're going to sing about Jesus and what he's done when we sing Jesus paid it all. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. 
Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have need in thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their forces above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and the peace that endureth. Thy own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand besides. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin and stain, he washed in white as snow. For nothing good have I, whereby thy grace proclaim. I will wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's land. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a 
crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper spots and melt the heart of stone. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. And when before the throne, I stand in Him complete. Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. He washed it white as snow. I guess we could call this. CBC Living Room Sessions, Volume 3. Here we are, yet again today. This is weird for me. Here I am sitting in a living room with an ottoman and a couple of notes, and normally it's a pulpit and a Bible, and all of you sitting out there. Yeah, I pray that this is not going to last a lot longer, and I'm sure you, you feel the same. So what I want to do this morning is talk a little bit about God's Word, think a little bit about Scripture together. This is not so much a sermon as it is just a meditation. James 1, 2 through 4 is a relatively familiar set of verses for many people. They talk about trial and how we are to think and consider trials. And it's applicable, right? Because right now is certainly a time of trial for all of us. We might not all be experiencing it the same way, but everybody is struggling. And everybody's rhythms are disrupted. And some people are, are dealing with things in a more pointed manner. Some people's hearts are, are legitimately breaking. And so James 1, 2 through 4 goes this way. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect. that You may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Well, how this is often presented, or at least it was to me, for many years, is that when you encounter trial, when you encounter suffering, what you need to do is, is put on a smile and a happy face and turn that frown upside down because everything is just swell. The problem with that kind of perspective that when you, when you encounter trials, you should just be happy about that doesn't really square with the thrust of Scripture. Because the question, how long, O oh Lord, how long will it be like? how long will we suffer, is littered throughout the Bible. 
God's people for millennia, for thousands of years, have been wrestling with suffering and heartbreak and the dark night of the soul in light of God and his faithfulness. And so oftentimes, if we're honest, that's the struggle that we have, is how to reconcile those things. The fact that my life is hard, and yet my God is a God of steadfast love and faithfulness. Like, how does that hang together? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. In the church, this is often framed as though trials in and of themselves are joyful, or that trials in and of themselves are good. And this is not true. It's patently false. Trials in and of themselves and suffering in and of itself are not good things. The exhortation to consider it joy when we go through trials, because steadfastness is being produced in us and because our faith is being refined and strengthened, is not a statement about how good trial is. It's a statement about how great our God is who works through trial to sanctify us, who works through trial to strengthen us, who works through trial to refine and sustain our faith and works through trial even to bolster our assurance. It's like, I can't say that enough. I mean, from, for our perspective, the, the, the exhortation, count it joy when you encounter trial, is not a statement about how good trial is. It's a statement about how great God is, that even through suffering and heartache and pain, he works great things in the hearts and minds of his people, and he works for our eternal good. Now, how all of that hangs together in detail, we don't fully understand. And why it has to be this way, we don't fully understand, because there's something about us as fallen humans that suffering is useful in our lives in a way that the good times just aren't. So it's a good thing for us to think about trial and why it's, why it's valuable. Like, what is the value of trial? This COVID-19, this coronavirus pandemic, to use the language of Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, would rightly be described as a calamity. So we, we are experiencing something that has happened to us. Right? This is not something that's come from within us. This is not something that we have done. This is something happening to us. If all of us, if any of us could change this, we would, but we can't. Left to ourselves, when we go through trial and when we experience calamity and suffering, we would doubt God and wrestle and struggle and not trust him. And ultimately, when we suffer, left to ourselves, we would question everything about God and his ways with us. Left to ourselves, going through suffering, we would not keep the faith. So when we go through trial, and we make it out to the other side, we look up and we realize, like, here I am, still trusting the Lord. Here I am, still casting my hope upon Christ. In spite of everything that I've been through, how in the world did that happen? And then we rightly conclude, well, the only explanation for that is that my faith is not my own, that it's a gift of God, that he gave it to me in the first place. And that he is the one who's sustaining it. He is even strengthening and refining my faith in the midst of suffering and hard circumstances, not apart from them. All of this, brothers and sisters, is a powerful testimony to the faithfulness and the power of God to keep us in the faith and to sustain us. And so that reality, 
that it shows us that our faith isn't ours, that God gave it to us, that God is sustaining our faith and even strengthening our faith through pain, that is a lot of the value of trial. We, as those who are in Christ Jesus, have the hope of Christ. And we have peace with God forever through Christ. In Christ, we've been adopted by God. We are known by God. We are loved by God and we're safe in the Father's arms. And it's important for us as we go through suffering to remember those promises that are rock solid and to cling to them. And at the same time, to realize that those promises don't take away all pain. Those promises don't remove all fear. But those promises that God has made to us in Christ, they ground us and they give us a filter through which to push our pain. It's like we sing in the hymn, when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay, he being Christ. Christ for us, brothers and sisters, is our righteousness. He has fulfilled God's law perfectly. He's kept it all. He lived a life of perfect faithfulness and obedience. And that perfect record is counted to us by faith. It's like we really did. Christ is our satisfaction, meaning that he has atoned for our sin and he has taken upon himself our corruption that we inherited in Adam. And he has dealt with that in full. He suffered under the law as a lawbreaker and satisfied the wrath of God for us. He is our rock and he is our refuge. He is our safety and our security and our peace and our rest. And so I, I know around here at CBC, we like to say that Jesus is enough. Well, that's what we mean. We, we mean that he's enough because he's all you need. He's all you need in order to stand before God. He's all you need in order to be safe, in order to be secure forever. Christ is all we need to be in the arms of the Father. We're not climbing to get there. We're not chasing after our standing before God. We have it in Christ Jesus. And I know for me, it's a, like kind of an astonishing thought to think, as I stated a minute ago, that I am known by God and yet loved by God at the same time. Like, how could that be true? Because if God knows me, how could he love me? Because I'm so messed up. I'm sure you feel the same way. And it is in Christ Jesus that we are truly known and truly loved. And we are adopted into the family of God and we now call God Father. I'm mindful of the song that we sang two weeks ago that's a great hymn to sing in these times. A Mighty Fortress is Our God, written by Martin Luther. And at the end of one of the verses, Luther writes about one little word will fell, will, will kill the devil, right? Will cause his plans to fall apart. And Luther understood that one little word that will destroy Satan to be Abba, the fact that we call God Father. It's a remarkable thought that in Christ, we have that relationship with God and that Christ has really accomplished everything that we need. So in, in the midst of all of the trial and the suffering and the quarantine and all the craziness that's going on in our lives, we are still, like always, looking outside of ourselves to Christ for everything. We're looking outside of ourselves to Christ for our righteousness and for our atonement and for our salvation, absolutely. And we are looking outside of ourselves to Christ for our peace and our hope and our guarantee that all is in fact well. So I think some of these things are useful for us when we read something like James 1, 2, 
Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Remember the faithfulness of your God. Acknowledge the, the pain and the hardness of the suffering and continue to trust Christ. Keep loving each other. Let's pray. Father, we just pray quite simply and briefly for your help. These are strange times and they're hard for us all. We pray that you would sustain our faith and even strengthen and refine our faith in Christ. We pray that when we do come out on the other side of this, because we will, we pray that we would be more mindful of the fact that you are the one who has given us faith and has sustained and strengthened that faith. And that we are therefore safe because you will save us and you will not allow any of us to be lost. We praise you and we thank you for your love. We praise you and thank you most of all for Christ who is our savior. We pray that you would watch over us all as we go about this upcoming week and what it may hold for any of us. It seems daunting to us all. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, friends, that'll conclude uh, this third installment of CBC in the living room. Hope this has been of some encouragement to you. I miss you. I love you all. And there will be more information coming out this week from us, just looking at the fact that we're going to be doing this for several more weeks. We're going to try to get some, some more stuff going online for us to be able to connect as a church. So look for that, and we will we'll do this again soon, I, I assume. See ya.